Welcome! You're listening to Spirit Normal. I'm Erica Nefrio, yoga instructor, Reiki master, and intuitive. And I'm Jamie K. Brown, registered nurse, energy medicine practitioner, and intuitive. Since 2018, my practice has been dedicated to helping people heal from the inside out, as I did. My practice is also dedicated to helping people connect to themselves and live soul-aligned lives. We're here to normalize using intuition and energy medicine. We're dedicated to expanding the concept of spirituality and helping you apply it to everyday living. Join us as we explore these topics on Spirit Normal. Welcome back to the Spirit Normal podcast. I'm Erica Onofrio here with Jamie K. Brown, and this is episode number five. Today we are talking about emotions and releasing feelings. So what are emotions? Every single person has emotions. They're completely natural, probably the most natural thing in the world. And emotions are energy in motion. And so emotions are a feedback system, right? We all have them. We can watch this experience happen when we see small children who are very good with having lots of emotions in one day. If you've ever been around a small child and observed them, they're happy, they're sad, they're crying, they're laughing, they're running around, they're laying on the floor, you know, um, kicking their legs and feet, right? There's so many emotions that occur in, in a day for a small child. And sometimes we'll look at them and think like, oh, they haven't figured out how to regulate themselves yet. And while that is true on occasion, yes, it's also that they're showing us exactly what it looks like to really fully feel emotions in real time, the moment that they are happening. And so as adults, lots of times, a lot of us have lost that ability to feel our emotions and feel what's going on in real time. I was one of these adults. I've experienced life like this where I've gotten to the point where I was completely numb, not feeling anything. And thankfully, due to a healing uh, practice, a spiritual journey, yoga, meditation, I've gotten to the point where I feel really comfortable feeling my feelings, um, expressing my emotions, being with my emotions, and also holding space for others as they feel their emotions. So we're going to cover this topic uh, in depth today. And like I said in the very beginning, emotions are a feedback system. So what does that mean? That means that they let us know if we're in alignment with our true selves. And how would you know? So positive, and I I really don't really like to use that word that much, but like feel good, light emotions, often referred to as positive emotions, are emotions that they feel really good to feel. So when we feel love, when we feel peace, Uh, when we feel happiness, when we feel excitement, when we feel satisfied, those are like really nice, light, feel-good emotions. Those let us know that we are going in the right direction. What we are doing is like super in alignment for our souls. We are going where we are uh, intended to be going. We're living this life that feels really, really good. Now, heavy emotions, often referred to as negative emotions, might be shame, might be guilt, might be fear, anger, um, apathy, 
things that don't feel good to experience. Now, sometimes we will feel those emotions when we are headed towards something that is good for us, but it feels scary. For example, I can utilize the um, experience that I had starting my business. I felt simultaneously, simultaneously super excited and also extremely terrified all at the same time. But the underlying feeling that I had was that I was doing the right thing. So sometimes those emotions will come up even when we are in alignment. And you know, you'll you'll know that difference because you'll be able to feel that difference. But sometimes those emotions will come up as a signal that we are not in alignment, that something is not working out for us. An example of that would be if you feel anger. So lots of times, right, people will feel anger towards a partner, let's say. And it's important to kind of dig into that a little bit deeper, what's behind that anger. And so for a lot of people, what is behind that anger is this feeling of somehow being slighted, um, a need is not being met, and, and that is why the anger is showing up. So again, this is just showing something's not in alignment. Anger is not bad. It's a very helpful emotion. The only time it becomes a problem is when it crosses into the space where it's being utilized in a, in a way that is um, injurious to a self or another. But noticing that feeling on your own, what's going on with that and where it's coming from and why it's showing up is so super helpful. So we're going to talk more about this in case that's not clear. But the bottom line here is that emotions are a feedback system. They help us to experience our life. They help us know if we're headed in the right direction um, that's best for us and, and living in alignment. And they also help us to know where something is not in alignment. Yes, exactly. And that is why things that trigger us are actually valuable because they're giving us, they're almost like a roadmap to where we are not living our truest selves. So a lot of times we feel the emotion of anger when a boundary has been crossed. So this person in your life or this situation, they may not know that they're crossing your boundary and that could be because that you haven't stated it. So a lot of times, again, we feel that anger when we feel our boundary is crossed but in that moment, we can ask ourselves, ideally, if we have voiced this boundary, if we have set this boundary, does this person, does this situation, um, you know, do, are they aware? Is this something that has been stated? And if not, is that something that we can, you know, communicate? So it's kind of asking, why am I feeling this? You know, you don't want to spend too much time in the why. And coming from my perspective, I definitely spent a lot of my life over intellectualizing my feelings and trying to simply find the rational reason rather than letting them come up and experiencing them like a child does, as Erica was saying. I would spend a lot of time in my mind in these circles of thought, in these questions of like, well, why does this bother me? And also talking myself out of my feelings. And we're going to talk more about that in another episode about feelings, feeling feelings that you feel like you don't have the right to feel. But ultimately, you know, you don't want to spend a lot of time talking yourself out of the feelings. It's better to allow 
the energy, right, the energy in motion that's supposed to be in motion to come up and out. And again, we're going to talk a little bit more in depth about what that means and how it feels and how to how to move that. And part of that is not judging your emotions. So again, like I was saying, not using the word should. Well, should I be feeling angry? Should I be feeling sad? If you are, the best thing to do is accept it. And a lot of times when I do that, I can just breathe. You know, I can just say, okay, I don't have to necessarily project this outward on anyone or any situation, but internally I can just say, okay, whatever the reason is, I'm feeling a little irritated and just being with myself in that irritated place. And then usually from that point of acceptance, I get more clarity and that emotion is allowed to move through. And then I get the clue of what might have caused the irritation in my present moment and if it stems from something in the past. Because as Erica said, a lot of times in our relationships, we may have built up resentment. There may be, again, many times that we haven't spoken our boundary and all of that energy compounds on itself until sometimes we blow up on a person, but ideally we don't want to get to that point. So we want to be able to reflect and say, okay, I'm irritated in this moment, but is this really worth blowing up? And we're going to talk about ways to create that space so you can be a little bit more reflective and actually feel and release these feelings. The non-judgment of emotions is so, so important here because that is one thing that trips a lot of people up from just even giving themselves space to feel emotions because we, like we said, we're going to actually do our very next episode on that, on um, emotions that you don't feel that you have a right to have. But just to touch on it lightly is just that any emotion that's coming up is a valid emotion. They're all valid. Um, you don't have to think that maybe you're a bad person because you feel a certain way or judge yourself or should yourself, as Jamie was saying, because you feel a certain way about something. If you can just approach all emotions with a lot of compassion, that gives them enough space to be seen, accepted, you know, felt and released. And all it's trying to do is give you a message. So like I said in the very beginning, emotions are the most natural thing in the world. They are here to help you. They're a part of you. They move through you. They are meant to bring you, you know, a deeper connection with your own self. And I think that a lot of times what we will see in, in my in my practice, I'm sure Jamie sees this in her practice as well, is sometimes people judging themselves about an emotion that they're having. And then that is creating an even bigger emotion. It's creating a huge block in energy. And just letting all of that go. And, and a lot of times I'll see that when it comes to, to feeling jealousy about something, which I've actually covered this on some um, YouTube and some blog stuff, because again, that is actually a very helpful emotion to just allow yourself to feel, to allow yourself to get closer to who you really are and understand yourself better. Um, people will also feel guilty or feel that they don't have a right to feel guilty. And, and it's just so much stuff. And all that has ended up happening is you're just creating suffering for yourself. You know, I know that you're not intending to do that. And, and I've done this to my own self as well. And it's not an intentional thing, but it's what sort of ends up happening. So the more that you can be non-judgmental of your emotions, 
um, the, the easier this whole entire process that we're talking about today will be. And also to that, um, a lot of times what I'll find is that people feel like it's not strong to, um, to show emotions. Like you have, in order to be really strong person, you have to just not show emotions. And, and I've had clients literally say like, oh, well, I won't cry or I won't let myself cry or like, you know, I don't cry at these events as if it's like this badge of honor you know, not crying at a funeral isn't a badge of honor, right? Crying at a funeral is super normal. And so it's, you're not strong by not showing emotions. It actually takes incredible strength to be able to show emotions and to be able to be okay with your emotions, even if it is, for example, in that public space, even if you are at a funeral and you're allowing yourself to cry, that takes great strength. And so that is one thing that is so important to know is that feeling your emotions is actually very strong. It's very powerful and it is not a sign of weakness. Yes, that's very true. And um, I just had this vision of um, it coming from an ancestral standpoint for me. So I am pretty much half Irish and half Italian. And if I look at the two sides of my family, I can see that on the Irish side, there is that badge of honor that Erica was talking about. That kind of very stoic, we don't feel emotions, again, even at a funeral. And we don't talk about things to do with emotions. You just kind of stuff it down and, you know, keep it moving. And then there's the Italian side that is a lot more animated. And my Italian side says, feel your emotions, let it out, really express yourself. And that is a positive thing if it's done in a regulated way. So in my life, I've felt this like dichotomy, and I'm sure a lot of people have, despite whatever your ancestry might be. But this, you know, idea that society respects you if you don't feel your emotions or you are kind of really over projecting them and being like standing on um you know on a putting yourself on a pedestal and saying like this is the way I feel and that's that is that's not what we're talking about here we're talking about a balance between you know being aware of your emotions and expressing them in a natural and healthy way you know not projecting them all over people and also not holding them all in. Both of those things are not an effective way to deal with your emotions, but it's often the way that a lot of people in our society deal with it. So it's important to reflect and get in tune with your internal experience of your emotions. So again, rather than maybe projecting outward maybe yelling, maybe, you know, slamming a door, you know, all of that stuff. I mean, that can happen and you want to be gentle with yourself as you're starting to, you know, reflect on these things. But ultimately that's not feeling your emotions. That's projecting your emotions. So when we feel our emotions, it's an internal experience and you can do that with someone else present and they can hold space for you, which we'll also cover in another podcast, how to hold space for yourself and for someone else. But ultimately, again, you 
it's in getting in touch with that internal experience. Like, what am I feeling? Asking those self-inquiry questions rather than blaming someone else, blaming an external experience, blaming a, you know, a spouse, a parent, a child, you know, asking the questions, well, no one else is really responsible for how you feel. It's really a, a total responsibility for your own emotions. And that doesn't mean that people don't do things to, again, trigger you or do things that are wrong and not okay. It's just that we have to ask the question of, okay, if this isn't objectively maybe that big of a deal, but I'm having a huge reaction, why am I having that reaction? Is it that built up resentment? Is it just tied to a bunch of different things? And experiencing your internal um, sensations with emotions is going to what's going to help you get clear on what exactly is really bothering you and help you enjoy life more Mm -hmm. because when we when we are you know stuck in this emotional torrent of emotions it's just it's a lot and and you can lose a day or a week or years of your life kind of stuck in these different emotions or as I had experienced just completely numb at one point to emotions because it was just all too much for me to handle and so I just numbed everything out and um, you know when you're numb there is this space where you feel protected, right? It's a self-protection mechanism, so I feel protected. I'm not going to feel any depth now of emotions that I just feel like I can't handle. But then you also don't have the space to feel the really, really good stuff either. So you leave yourself stuck in this sort of space where nothing is occurring, this complete numbness. And and I lived in that space for years and I know how uncomfortable it is. And that's part of the reason why I want to help people not live in that space because it doesn't feel good. And there's so many other things that you can do with emotions aside from allowing yourself to sort of shut down and numb. You can also end up um, distracting yourself from emotions so you don't have to feel it. So you'll distract with something else. It can be you know, um, various addictions. It could be as simple as just being on your phone too much. It could be, it can even be reading, right? It can be good things. You can distract yourself with good things. And at times that's necessary, but not if you're doing it in order to avoid feeling. Um, the other thing is avoiding, completely avoiding your emotions entirely, not allowing yourself to feel them at all, uh, suppressing them, which is like you start to notice it coming up and you just push it back down. I've had a lot of times where I've had clients with that. It's just like something is coming up. Maybe it's sadness, um, you know, grief, maybe something major has happened and they're just shoving it all down to, oh no, not today. I don't have time for this today. I'm not going to feel this. And, you know, years go by and there's, this has been pushed and pushed and pushed and pushed. And rather than needing a short amount of time to just release it and move to the other side, you know, now they need a much longer amount of time to, to move to the other side of it. Um, and then we also have embodying emotions. So that's kind of the alternative that living in this emotion and, and being in it every day. And then, um, you know, it starts to sort of become who you are. And so all of these are ways that people do deal with emotions that aren't helpful for you and that aren't going to help you live a good life and, and feel really good. What we are suggesting and talking about here today 
is feeling your emotions, being okay with having emotions, and allowing yourself to move through the emotions and allow your emotions to be a teacher to you and help you live life, to help you see where you're in alignment and where you might not be in alignment. Yes, we definitely don't want to get stuck in those lower emotions and mistake it for our personality because we can go day in and day out and think that this is just who I am. But really, if we've spent a lifetime not feeling our emotions, it may just be that we're stuck in a bad mood. And instead of it actually being our personality, we just haven't worked through those suppressed emotions. And another way that this can manifest not only in your personality, but is in physical um, illness and pain. So that was my experience. Um, I didn't realize that I was suppressing my emotions because I just didn't know. Everyone around me growing up, you know, was doing the same thing. But as a cancer and um, I had a lot of emotions and I spent my energy keeping them inside because that's what I thought that you should do. And... I just lived that way, not knowing that there was another way to live, and I ended up with chronic fatigue and pain, and this was to the point where I couldn't get out of bed for almost a year. I didn't know what else to do, and I was looking for all these physical solutions, and there were some. There were a lot of things that helped me get back to health, but a big part of my healing story was allowing that energy that I had suppressed for so long, all those emotions, even the, you know, opinions, things I just wouldn't let myself feel. All of that stuff I had trapped in my energy field, again, unknowingly. And as I started to do more holistic work, including energy work, I realized all this stuff was hanging out from so long ago, and that I needed to just, again, get in tune with my internal experience. And not spend so much energy keeping everything in. Again, this was on a subconscious level and this is why working with an energy practitioner can really help because when we don't know something is in our blind spot, we can't see it. So sometimes we need someone else to help us to bring something up to the surface. Um, you know, this is definitely work you can do on your own and there's a lot of resources for that. But again, um, for me, a big part of my journey was working with a practitioner to help me get in touch with, hey, you can feel this way. You know, Erica was one of those practitioners for me and you're allowed to feel your feelings. And as I started doing that, I started noticing my energy increase like it was almost immediate. It was like, as soon as I would allow myself to just be where I was and feel how I was feeling, I would feel energy flowing again and I would have energy to feel better. And also my pain lessened. Um, you know, I think I talked about this in another podcast, but I think it's worth mentioning again that I had pain whenever I would think about my surgery situation with my hips, I would feel angry and then I would have pain. It was immediate and I couldn't deny the association, anger, pain, anger, pain. And I'm like, okay, well, there's a cycle happening here and I need to find a way to deal with it. So I learned how to forgive my situation, my doctors, my history, you know, all the things that kind of went into my hip situation. But ultimately it was that, that allowing myself to feel angry and then working on the forgiveness, which is what allowed me to feel less pain. 
So it's a common fear that we're going to get stuck in an emotion if we actually allow ourselves to feel it. Like if I allow myself to feel this deep anger or sadness, that I'm just going to feel that way always. But really the opposite is true. When we resist our emotions, when we resist how we're feeling, technically we're stuck with it in our field. We're stuck in that energy. And that's when it can manifest into a quote unquote personality or a physical issue. Because again, that energy is stuck in our field. And if we actually allow ourselves to ride the wave of the emotion, which Erica's going to talk about, then it actually moves out and we can let it go and it almost just floats up and out and that's it. And it feels really good on the other side. Yes, right. <laughs> After a good cry, everybody always feels good. Yeah, that that's the best part is that when you do finally let yourself feel your emotions and, and move through your emotions... Yes, feeling them, being in that moment, especially if it's very heavy, um, and I've held space for people to feel a lot of really heavy emotions in, in you know over my time in this practice. It is a lot, and I know that. But as soon as you move to the other side of that emotion, it just feels wonderful. It feels like you're walking on a cloud. Uh, some of my clients say that it feels like there's just this like warm blanket that surrounds them. Some people feel a wave of like peace or a wave of love. Some people feel lighter. So there's so many beautiful things that come when you get to the other side of the emotion. And it's just allowing yourself to go into it to begin with. So one thing that's very important to know is that an emotion has a lifespan. We know from science, an emotion actually has only a lifespan of 90 seconds. So if you were to, let's say you're going about your day, um, we'll, we'll just use this example. Let's pretend you get your mail and then all of a sudden you see a bill, let's say from the doctor's office and they're charging you. This has actually happened to me <laughs> full price for an appointment that you had but you've got insurance. So I remember the bill is like $680 and like, I'm like, I have insurance. I shouldn't actually be paying anything other than my copay. So, um, because you know, they've made a mistake, right? So, uh, for me, it, it was just like, okay, I'm making this phone call, but let's just pretend <laughs> that first you feel this anger, you know? So what is this? Why do I have this bill? So anger is coming up. If you were to pause with that, and really dig, you know, not dig, but really just let this little wave of anger wash over you. Anger usually feels like heat, feels like fire building inside. People will sometimes say they feel like their blood is boiling, like there's a flame inside of them, right? Sometimes people will even kind of get a little bit of sweats, feeling anger. You're just sort of letting this go over you. And it can be anything, right? It can be like, oh, you know, how come they didn't do this right at the office or blah, 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 or they're wasting my time. Now I've got to make phone calls, whatever it is. The anger just comes up and it comes out. And on the other side of that anger, there is this space of calm. Okay, I can handle this. What do I need to do? I just need to write a letter or I just need to give them a phone call, etc. And you can do that from that space of calm. So the, the wave of the emotion is easy. 
if you let yourself instead, uh, or rather if instead of letting yourself feel the emotion, you get stuck in this emotion. Oh, I can't believe this. This is ridiculous. And instead of handling it and, you know, and just, you know, making the phone call or writing the letter or whatever it might be, you stay in this anger. You can run with this anger all day long. Then you can take it out on your family. You can take it out on your friends. You can take it out at work. You can keep riding this anger wave the whole entire week. I mean, you can stay in it as long as you want. This is the embodying of the emotion. Or you can just let it rise and peak and release and, and, and let it go. Um, when you do that, when you allow the rise and the fall, like I said, it's a wave and it's about 90 seconds. So think about the waves and the ocean, how they crash against the shore. They come in and come out, come in and come out. And this is nice, gentle process. It's the same way that emotions feel if you're intuitive or have a, a little bit of extra, you know, sensory with your body and your emotions and how it feels. You may literally feel it like a wave coming up and out of you. And then very often after, just as the wave of the ocean retracts, you may feel that nice, gentle wave following that emotion where you feel safe, at peace, relaxed, calm, etc. So the thing is allowing yourself to be in that space. Physiologically, you could not stay in a heightened, heightened space for a long time. So if there's sadness, if there's grief, if there's fear, you know, you, you can't sustain that for an extended amount of time. Your body systems can't handle that. So if you do allow yourself to go into it, you will be able to move back out of it. If it doesn't feel safe to do this on your own, that's where reaching out for help with a practitioner is so valuable because we are trained to hold space for people. We know how to hold space for people and help them move through their emotions and get to the other side of them. Now, to think about this as an example um, of momentum, I think is really valuable. When an emotion starts to arise, you're going about your day, maybe you start to feel something, and it could be something about irritation or sadness, whatever it is, and you don't move, allow yourself to move through it, and you let it, uh, you know, okay, I'm just suppressed, I don't have time for this right now, I'm, you know, pushing it down, pushing it down. What ends up happening is then it starts to build momentum in the background. So think about this in the sense of like, if you have all your apps on your phone not closed out, even though you might see your home screen looks blank and nothing's going on, but you've got 30 apps in the background that you haven't closed out there, you're using a ton of energy and your phone's battery is going to drain faster. This is the same thing if you've got all of those emotions that you haven't felt running in the background. It's going to drain your battery. So if we take this example from Abraham Hicks, which I completely love, of the uh, car at the top of the hill. So a car is at the top of the hill, you put it into neutral. If you jump in front of that car right away, as soon as you've put it into neutral, you've got a very good chance of being able to stop it from moving any further. Maybe it's only rolled the tiniest, you know, an inch or so. You can stop it. But if you don't jump in front of that car right away and you put it in neutral and you let it start going down that hill, it is building some serious momentum. And if you try to jump in that car at the bottom of the hill, it will run you over. And it's the same type of thing with emotions. Get to them at the beginning when they first start. Otherwise, they can run us over, right? And how Jamie said about being in that space of like, this completely stopped me. 
it completely put me into a space where I felt like I couldn't go on any far any farther for me it was just complete shutdown I was still living my life still operating in my life um, you know showing up working taking care of my children and all of that kind of stuff but I was completely emotionally numb so I might have just been like you know a zombie basically going around living life but not feeling life so if you can catch these emotions when they first start you can get their messages you can see what they're about can understand why you're feeling them if that's necessary sometimes it is sometimes it isn't move through them and then move to the other side and why this is valuable is because then you get to spend your days feeling really good and you get to spend your days in a space where you are choosing how you live you're choosing how you show up you have more control and autonomy over your body and your mind versus it having control over you So we've talked a lot about why it's important to feel your emotions and all of the things that can happen if you don't. And so now we just want to talk a little bit about how you can start this process. And as we've said, working with a practitioner is a great way to start working on your emotions, working on feeling your emotions. Um, But there are a few things that you can do on your own as well. So a lot of us don't feel safe feeling our emotions. Maybe we grew up and we were scolded for having emotions, or again, maybe it was just the fact that society doesn't honor emotions or encourage people to feel their emotions. You can actually get made fun of for feeling your emotions. Um, So the first step is to create a feeling of safety. And this, from a physiological standpoint, is because when we are in fight or flight or the stress mode, Um, that's not the time, evolutionarily speaking, to feel emotions, right? Because your, your body, your mind thinks that you are in danger, you know, thinks you're running from a lion or from some serious physical threat. So your body actually keeps you from feeling these emotions, um, again, to protect you from whatever that threat is. Now in our modern society, we know that usually the threat is, you know, just general stress of day-to-day life. So again, we have to create this experience of safety in the body. We have to bring that parasympathetic nervous system on. We have to calm the vagal nerve, which is the nerve that runs through the whole body, that it basically is our nervous system. And so the ways that we can do that, um, the first one I really like, whenever I feel something coming up that I don't know what it is. Maybe I'm feeling a little anxious about it. I take a deep breath and I place my hand on my chest. And if I can, I close my eyes and I just focus on my breathing. And it's a physiological response when we place our hand on our chest that our body calms down. It's a natural thing. So if you can spend a little bit of time there with your hand on your chest your eyes closed, taking a few deep breaths. This is also actually something that you can do in case of a panic attack. Um, You know, it definitely has strong ties to feeling safe with anxiety. Then you can allow those emotions to come up. So you create that safety, allow the emotion to move through. Like Erica was saying, maybe it's anger at a bill. You just say, okay, I'm feeling angry. It's okay that I'm feeling angry. And just let it let it move until you feel almost like a weight lift 
Um, you know, you'll feel a little bit lighter. You'll feel like you can maybe take a deeper breath once you let it pass. The breath in general is a really great way to move energy in the body and to create safety because again, when we're feeling safe, we take those deeper breaths. So you can also flip this around and take deeper breaths to create safety. So um, a great modality is four, seven, eight breathing, um, which we can put a link to a video for that. But basically it's counting to four on your inhale, holding for seven if you can, you know, you don't want to stress yourself out more with the numbers and then exhaling for eight, which that longer exhale is what soothes the nervous system and brings that parasympathetic nervous system back online. So you do a few rounds of the four, seven, eight breathing. And again, you'll kind of feel that the tension maybe melt out of your body. You'll feel lightness. And in that space is when you can allow whatever it is that you're feeling to come up. You know, again, allowing whatever those thoughts are about how much of a pain in the butt your bill is or whatever's going on. You just allow that stuff to come up. And then again, that lightness will increase as you feel your emotions. Breathing is a wonderful way, yes. And another way using the body is by actually laying on your belly. So if you can lay on your belly, maybe putting a couple pillows underneath your body and allowing a little bit of compression on the belly and on the chest, um, making sure you have something to rest your head on. This is really, really calming too for our nervous systems. So it's another way for you to just sort of allow yourself to feel safe, to feel supported, to allow that nervous system to calm down, to then feel the emotion. Because as Jamie said, if you're in that fight or flight, you're not intended to be feeling emotions. When you're running from a tiger, you're not supposed to be like, oh, I feel really sad that this is happening right now. Like the idea is like, oh my God, I need to save my life. So when, when we're in that fight or flight, it is, it is hard to feel the emotion. So shutting that down first to allow space for the emotion to come up and out is so important. This is something that we do as well in yoga. So if you have any interest in, in yoga, this is a great place to allow emotions to, to come up. We're settling the body to allow emotions to move through someone and out and then you know move forward and, and feel really good afterwards. Aside from um, just the body too, or, or rather, that's not what I meant to say, but <laughs> what I meant to say was that uh, we're all, we're talking about things that use the body here, not that use the mind. So, so make note of that. Like, yes, you can say, hmm, why is this emotion coming up? You know, where is this coming from? But also utilizing the body to help feel the emotion because that's where it is. Emotion's not just in your thoughts. The emotion is somewhere in your body. So it's not enough to intellectualize your emotions. It's, it's more about having this felt sense of emotions and really letting them move through you as they are intended to. Like we said, they're not bad. It's nothing to run from. It's nothing to judge just allowing yourself to have the space to feel it and release it and move on and letting it be as natural as 
brushing your teeth, you know, and in eating breakfast <laughs> and all the other things that you do on a daily basis, just allowing a, a space for emotions to be just as normal as everything else in your life. Yes, and as Erica was saying before about yoga being a way to um, create safety and move energy in the body, that is also what working with an energy practitioner does. So when you are getting a session, um, we can cre- we can drop into our parasympathetic nervous system. We've trained ourselves to do it. Um, you know that's what meditation is for. That's what you know all of this work is about. So when we do it in a session as your practitioner, there are mirror neurons in your body that also bring you down into that state. If you think about this as a daily life example, if you walk into a room and somebody is freaking out, you automatically go on alert. So they're in fight or flight, your body is going to match that fight or flight a lot of the time. So what we do is the opposite. In a session, we drop into that calm state, that parasympathetic nervous system, and we, you know, bring you there as well through those mirror neurons. So in a session, you're brought into that parasympathetic state. That's why Reiki and energy medicine feels so relaxing. And in that state, your body not only physiologically heals itself, but also this emotional energy that might have been stuck because in your daily life you're in your fight or flight, that energy can move out now that you're in that parasympathetic state. And that's what trained Reiki and energy medicine practitioners do is we help move that energy out of your emotional body, out of your energy field, and it makes it easier also to feel emotions in that moment and also in the future. So really, we're helping to train your body, your energy field to feel safe, to feel emotions, and also even just how to do it. And that's really, to me, what is so unique about working with a practitioner. Again, there's a lot of things you can do on your own, but usually we have to learn things first, you know, from someone who's done it. And again, you know, in a safe space. And that is the the space that Erica and I and other practitioners create when giving sessions. And um, it's very effective for moving these stuck energy, the stuck emotions out of your field, and then ultimately bringing about more health and happiness and ability to experience those positive emotions, right? Because we talked about how if you're resisting the lower emotions, the ones that maybe don't feel so good, you're also naturally resisting those high emotions. And we want to be able to experience the full spectrum of, you know, our emotions so that we can feel joy. So again, sometimes we feel unsafe feeling joy. You know, there probably been a time in your life where you got really excited about something and maybe somebody made fun of you or whatever it is or you just never had anybody you know embody joy in front of you true joy as an adult and so again you know creating that space within a session or within yourself is really important to feel those positive emotions as well and the goal of course isn't perfect no no one's going to be perfect mm. you're never going to not feel negative or I like to use the word heavy emotions. The goal is to feel safe regardless of what emotions you're feeling. And the goal is to feel peace after each emotion. 
So whatever the emotions are, whatever life throws at you, challenges, our opportunities, you know, there are ways to learn and, and, and experience the world. Nothing is ever going to be perfect, but that you feel safe, you feel supported, you feel grounded, you know, in your own body and in your own experience of life and you're creating a reality that you 90 you know, 9% of the time really enjoy. That's the goal. And the goal isn't perfect. So feeling emotions, allowing them to pass through you, moving back to a, your aligned space. And, and I will tell you right now, even without having met you, that your aligned space is peace because that's everyone's aligned space and letting you get to that space and live in that space most of the time. And that's one of the things that energy work really, really helps to create is a space of inner peace, peace in the mind, peace in the body. And then initially people will experience in their, in their sessions, like profound peace, let's say during a session, maybe not the first one, you know, maybe not till the fifth one, but sometimes it happens right away but that's where they experience this profound peace and then it opens up the door for them to learn how to create that profound peace in their life on their own every day as just part of who they are and you can do this too this is not just you know there aren't just special people or like monks meditating on the side of mountains they're the only people that get to have inner peace in their lives everyone is, is is allowed and able to have inner peace and that's what the bulk of this work is you know my mission is to help people live more peaceful more fulfilling and more authentic lives and so that's why I do this work it's why I love this work so much it's why I'm so passionate about it and I could talk about it for days so <laughs> um just wanted to share all of those pieces that like you your emotions they're all important they're all valid you don't need to be perfect. You just need to be you and that you do have peace within you. And sometimes it's just a matter of getting in there and maybe doing a little excavating to find it and bring it to the surface so you can live from that space. Yes, that's a really good point that, you know, it's not about avoiding the negatives or just bringing them up and getting rid of them and it's not about chasing the positive emotions again or heavy and light or however you want to think about it this is not about not having emotion like Erica said like that monk that you may have in your head that's not the goal here the goal is to experience that peace no matter what emotion might be coming through your field so if you almost imagine a surfer in the ocean you know, when that wave comes, he's able to ride it and he even enjoys it, right? It, he doesn't choose which wave came, but it may be sadness, but it may be joy. It may be anger, but it may be happiness. And he rides the wave. And then in between the waves, he's sitting on his board. He's peaceful. He's got no complaints. He's the happiest. He's happy as a clam, as they say. And that is the ultimate goal. It's not, again, to calm the ocean because you have no control over the ocean right those waves are going to come some days are going to be stormier than others but it's more about just learning to ride the waves and that is what ultimately brings peace and contentment um, and like Erica said more control over your daily experience you know control is I don't mean controlling but just that you have um, 
you don't feel like you're at the every whim of what's going around on around you. We hope you found today's episode helpful. If you'd like to work with either Jamie or myself, you can find all the information to contact us in the show notes. And thank you so much for joining us today on Spirit Normal. We love being here each week sharing information with all of you. If you enjoyed this podcast, please leave a review, screenshot it, and send it to spiritnormalpodcast at gmail.com for a chance to be entered into a monthly drawing for a free session with either Erica or Jamie. And don't forget to make spirit normal in your life.